1: Right now that time, 8.13, you're listening to WGNS again on this Tuesday morning, today, the 17th of January. And in studio with us this morning from the Rutherford County Library System, we have Rita Shacklett. Rita, how are you this morning? I'm great, Scott, how are you? I'm good, and in just a few minutes, we'll also be talking with Sandra Penault with Friends of Limeball. But first, what all's happening within the library and what changes are coming up for 2023?
2: Oh my, that's a big question. (laughs) Um, I'm currently working on budget, so I really haven't thought about too much else. But uh, our friends have been very active, and Sandra's going to be telling you about Friends of Lineball, their author luncheon. But I wanted to mention our Friends of Smyrna are having their annual Super Friends Saturday membership drive on Saturday, January 28th from 11 to 1. So you can go renew your membership, sign up for a new membership. Sample lots of really good soups uh, and uh, just have a good time.
1: Uh, you know, so, I know all the branches are very active, but I do hear a lot of stuff happening at the Smyrna branch. They, it seems like they're very busy.
2: They stay active all the time. Um, and our friends of Eagleville are working. They were working on a bean dinner but they've had to postpone that. But both Lineball and Smyrna are also fixing to start. Well, actually, Smyrna started today. Uh, Sign-ups started Saturday at Lineball for their winter reading programs. Uh, Lineball has the Harry Nelson Memorial Adult Winter Reading Program, Um, and it goes from January 22nd to the 4th. Um, You read six books, do six reviews, and... um, you can read anything you want to, um, but every Saturday they'll have a drawing and give away a book. But anybody that does the six reviews gets a $10 gift card from Simply Pure Suites.
1: That's, that's a good deal, then. So,
2: yeah, grand prize is a $150 gift card from Alley on Maine.
1: Now, I, I hear uh, talks on and off about the library in Eagleville, about uh, someday expanding it or building a new location altogether in Eagleville because Eagleville's growing.
2: Oh, we would love it. Uh, right now we're in about a third of the community center and have been since it started. Um, and so they have, you know, just barely over 1,200 square feet, um, but they pack a lot into it. Uh, very busy. Donna Jordan and Sally Fisher uh, really work hard. Um, they're starting a new Eagleville yarners group. They have a book group. Um, so they're working on something Possibly a, a, a spring author luncheon. But they obviously have outgrown their one room. And uh, so if you know of anybody with property that would like to donate and maybe have a library named after them, we've got to get we've been working on it, but there's no existing buildings there that would hold the weight of the shelves and the books, so we're going to have to build.
1: You know, I I don't think the average person realizes how fortunate we are here in Rutherford County to have the library system we do, because you go to some other areas across the state, across the country, and and their library systems are so small. I was in North Carolina a couple of days ago, and I, I noticed their public library was in a strip mall that looked like it was just falling apart. I, I mean, they really hardly had anything as far as books and and technology for the public to use.
2: That blows my mind because, you know, people will say, oh, you know, we don't need libraries anymore. But we do. We're not just about books anymore. And, of course, with digital stuff, you may not come in but you use a lot of our resources. But we still have a lot of people that use computers. We still do computer classes. We have programming, we have meeting spaces that stay booked all the time.
1: And when you talk about some of the more rural areas, you know, even here in Tennessee, there are a lot of areas that they don't have internet that's- a speed that you could even watch a, a tv show on right. for example
2: eagleville has just gone with united communications and so their their internet is getting much better but there's still a lot of people out there that the lines can't go to where their house is or whatever and so you know we're still circulating the hot spots um so and they still come and use the computers in the library so
1: You know, there's some places in Christiana where they don't have Internet speeds that would allow you to work from home. Right. Uh, And people are using little hotspots in order to have Internet.
2: Right. Right. It's a it's a good thing. And I think eventually, probably over the next few years, that will phase out. But I think we'll get more and more coverage uh, as we go along, but for right now, anyway, it's it's been a real boon for patrons.
1: Have you, I, I mean, looking back, when you first started with the library system, did you ever imagine the library would have all the technology it does?
2: You know how long ago that was? <laughs> <laughs> that causes me to remember, Scott. <laughs> no, uh, no, I never did. I still remember in the 90s when we got our first Gates grant and got computers for Computer Lab. And that was just unheard of and, and stayed busy all the time. You, computers were booked all the time.
1: It's wild how much things have changed because I, I think, you know, in the 90s, we didn't know what was to come.
2: Right. And now you look at the Technology Engagement Center and their stuff is changing all the time. Uh, Steam kits, 3D printers. Um, they, <laughs> the funny thing is that they've created these... Um, consoles that look like the old video game with a joystick and all of that, and you can play old-type video games, but it's really through new technology. That's pretty cool. So, it's really amazing, and they have a laser cutter and, you know, vinyl cutter and things that I don't even know what you do with it, but... (sighs) it's pretty cool
1: <laughs> and the 3d printers i i mean what you can do with those is mind-blowing
2: it is one of the it guys actually built a guitar that worked. i mean you can play it it's
1: does it sound good yeah i i remember you talking about he was about to do that
2: he got when, it done and it's he had to do it in several pieces but it it's amazing
1: is it a full-size guitar
2: it's a little bit smaller but it's still it's amazing and one of them i think made a trumpet but i don't think they have it working yet so
1: (laughs) like it's wild that you can do that i know you know and and i guess literally he designed it on the computer and then the printer printed
2: it takes a while but and they have just gotten a new one courtesy of friends our friends group um just gave them some money to uh, get an upgraded bigger 3d printer and so they're really having fun with that so
1: you know i could see where those 3d printers would be just amazing for kids who are in autocad classes like in high school or even in college to to actually print in 3d something you design on the autocad program well
2: and they're talking about in schools being able to actually do a miniature of like a, a sculpture or something that you're studying in school and being able to actually see a smaller version of it it's amazing
1: and when you print in that 3d if you do print let's say a sculpture let's say it's one that you design is it a solid sculpture is it hollow in the middle How does sometimes
2: it work? sometimes they're of course if they're solid it takes a whole lot longer to print but sometimes they're hollow sometimes they're solid uh, I think it depends on the design the filament that you use it can look like wood, it can look like metal, it can be iridescent, it can be pretty much any color you want.
1: So they're um, making it a color when they print it. Yeah. So we, yeah. what what does the actual, I guess, plastic look like before it's printed? It's a string on a roll. That's amazing. It's called filament, and it
2: runs through the printer, and I guess it, I, I don't know.
1: Lays it out, <laughs> then melts it together? It I does mean, its, it's thing,
2: and then, you know, and it's you can't really sit and watch it because it takes so long. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, but it is fascinating to watch how it, how it really works, but you don't want to sit there for hours and, <laughs> and watch it being built. But
1: So if somebody does have something that they want to try out to, to print in 3D, can they design it on the computer there at the library, then print it? How sure. does that work?
2: Sure, and we, we ask that anybody using the 3D printers go through a 3D orientation class. And so, uh, yeah, we try to make sure you know what you're doing. And there's several programs out there that you can, and there's some uh, programs already built for things that you might want to build.
1: That's pretty neat. So, Again, Rita Shacklett, director of the Rutherford County Library System, with us this morning. I know at one point there were talks of having multiple satellite branches of the library, and uh, we, we already do, but even more. Is that something that's going to occur in the near future?
2: your guess is as good as mine (laughs) it's always on the table it's always on our mind we're always listening and watching and and talking with people to see what opportunities are out there but yeah and the other big news that we have is hopefully we've ordered our new bookmobile and it was going to take almost a year to get it because it's being built for us i think in ohio we should have it by mid to late summer
1: so with so. the new bookmobile on order, what what is it gonna look like? Is it gonna be a like a full size truck or is it more it's like a van? It's more
2: the size of a like a church minivan. Uh, this one's gonna be a little bit smaller because we had a 27 or 29 foot one that was really big and and prevented us from being able to go into some of the areas that we wanted to because it was we couldn't get it turned or we there wasn't parking or whatever. Um, we've got a committee of, uh, we've got a bookmobile staff that are picking colors and there'll be a computer at least one computer. And, um, I don't know what the graphics are going to look like. It's going to be a surprise to me too, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, um, going to be more accessible for people. Um, we're really excited and I have to give kudos out to all our bookmobile staff, to Garrett, Mike Cleves, um, and there's a... There's probably six or eight of them, but they have still been doing their bookmobile stops with our sedan and our and our minivan, so even we'll, though we haven't had one. So,
1: will people get on the the new bookmobile or will they, they can. just... Okay, they
2: can. It depends on where we're stopping. Some a lot of the nursing homes and assisted livings they go in, but um, and they do a lot of selecting before they go. Our staff knows their patrons, and you know.
1: So a lot so, of folks, I guess, make requests for books they ahead do. of time.
2: They do. So we can't stock it with everything we think they'll want. So we try to pull things ahead of time we know they're light. But then our kids section, our easy books and things, there's a lot more to choose from because the kids like to get on and we do story times with them and things like that. So,
1: and then also the uh, Wi-Fi hotspots come right. it's, with? It's like a mobile hotspot so wherever it's parked wherever
2: it's parked if you're in the vicinity you should be able to have internet
1: sounds good again rita shacklett with us this morning and uh, coming up in just a second we'll have sandra penalt with us with friends of the library and we'll learn more i guess about some uh, upcoming events and who knows what else
2: uh, who knows <laughs>
1: <laughs> right now that time eight we're going to take a short break and then we will be right back Again, time 826, and today is the 17th of January. It is a Tuesday. The temperature outside is right around 56 degrees right now, and the high today looks like it's gonna be around 68, so almost 70 degrees by the end of the day. Again, the time, 826.
0: The Action Line, on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.
1: Here at Music World and Drummer's Den, we've got the best drum and percussion brands in the world. Ludwig, Gretsch, Pearl, Yamaha, Zildjian, Meinl, DW. We've got a great lesson program for guitar, bass, drums, piano, and more. Hi, this is Dave Kiveneming. Give us a call, 615-893-4242 to get started. Music World and Drummer's Den in Murfreesboro. 2762 South Church Street, across from Indian Hills Golf Course. Does your home need freshening up? Let our family at Fair Construction help you. We do painting, new flooring, anything that you need. If you can dream it, Fair Construction can turn it into reality. Fair Construction offers high-quality craftsmanship, quick response and attention to detail. For home restoration at a price you can afford, Fair Construction can get the job done no matter how big or small it is. I'm Ron Hall, shop local, let our family business help you, Farrah Construction Company.
3: Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. CapstarBank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender.
0: The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.
1: 4828 I wasn't looking at the clock right 828 <laughs> is the time right now and we're talking about the Rutherford County library system Rita Shacklett in studio with us and now we are also joined by Sandra Penault with friends of the library and Sandra how are you this morning
4: I am doing great Scott I'm glad to see some sunshine after all that rain
1: I, I am too and temperatures will almost be 70 degrees today
4: it's hard to believe. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, Scott, before
2: Sandra gets started, I want her to tell what the Friends did for Lineball. The Friends of Lineball support Lineball, uh, MGL, and the Tech. And they just gave their annual report kind of at their meeting last week. And I think she needs to tell what all they have done for us because it's amazing.
4: Oh, well, you know, this is what we, this is why we exist be able to do these things for um, the library system and in particular we support Limbaugh Library, the um, Myrtle Glanton Lord Library at Patterson Park the Tech over behind Hopgood School and the Bookmobile and we have um, just had our our, um, annual report and had, I believe it was we donated in excess of forty-one thousand dollars worth of equipment, software, um, all, any, you know, money for programs like the winter reading program that just kicked off on Saturday, the summer reading program. Uh, we donated a little free library to MGL this year um, to, in honor of our deceased life members over the past year. Um, so it, we tried to fund everything that they, and this this past year we were able to fund every request in full. We bought servers. We bought uh, a new server for the system at Lomba, and and just approved a second server at the tech. We uh, have approved a new digital uh, video library. Is that I guess that's what you would call it, Rita? Yeah. Um, called Canopy that has thousands of videos for people and all you have to do is have a library card to use it. So that's just an example of some of the things we've done in the past year. And we do this through uh, our member dues, through our book sales, and our eBay store sales. Um, so that's how we're raising the money to do this. Hey,
1: and I know we're going to hear more about that Canopy program in just a little while here, um, but the, the Canopy program sounds pretty cool.
4: Oh, I looked in on it, and I I mean, there's no way I could even look at at what's available. There was so much. But I kind of looked at a few different things and thought, hmm, I'm going to come back to this later.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And and what else is coming up? Because I know there is a fundraiser that is going to be held in the near future, so that's something else that is happening.
4: Well, this is not a fundraiser. This is a member benefit. I think you're talking about our author luncheon that's coming up on the 28th. And this is a part of our membership drive, but also a way for us to give back to the members. Um, We have a local author this year who happens to be on our board, but he's written five novels already that have been published. His name is Ken Vanderpool, and his five novels are all police procedurals. And, and it's interesting for me to read them from the Middle Tennessee area because they're all set in Nashville. It's the Music City Murder series. Uh, and they have just been optioned for uh, uh, by Chase Chenoweth and Hollywood's Backfence Productions. And so we hope we'll be able to see them on the big screen one of these days before too long.
1: It's really cool to be able to have authors who are part of the library and, and them yes. serving on the board.
4: Yes. And this is the first time that we've had a board member to speak. We may—I think we've had board members who have been authors, but in the this is our the 11th year since I've been working with it. It's the first time we've had a board member who was a novelist, who was an author, and has spoken at the uh, luncheon. But we're going to have a delicious meal. The, the the what we charged just goes towards. Part of the meal. It doesn't even pay for the whole meal. That's why I say it's really a member benefit. But members can come um, for just fifteen dollars, and non-members can come for twenty dollars. But the catch is, you have to get your reservation in by the end of the work of the uh, day at Lombard Library at the circulation desk. Um, people, I, we have accepted. Um, reservations by mail but if you mailed it today I'm afraid we might not get it by the 19th and we have to turn those numbers in so that's a firm deadline for us Um, but please please just come to the circulation desk and say you want to go to the author luncheon and they will tell you how you can do that and all you have to do is give them a little bit of money and sign your name and a phone number in case we have to get in touch with you and that's pretty much it and then show up at the woman's club On Saturday, January 28th, Um, the luncheon will begin at 11, and we're usually finished around 1, but we'll have a delicious meal. It's being being catered by Tasty Table this year, and we have, I think it's going to be a delicious meal, and it's all gluten-free, and except for ranch dressing, it's all gluten-free except for the rolls. And except for ranch dressing it's all dairy free. So anybody has special food allergies or special needs should be able should be fine with this meal.
1: Uh, that sounds great. And again that's the 28th of this month.
4: It is the 28th. And okay. so it's just the week from Saturday. So if any, up soon.
1: If anybody is interested, they can sign up where?
4: At the circulation desk at Lombard Library.
1: Okay. Sounds good.
2: And Ken is also a graduate of MTSU.
4: Yes, he's a very proud graduate. That's right. <laughs> and I believe, am yes. I not
2: correct, Sandra, that his brother was on the Nashville Police Force? Is that yes. not correct?
4: That's what he told me. And, and, that's, and Ken told me he had always had an interest in, um, in uh criminal investigation, but he went into a different line of work, but his, his brother was a policeman in the, Nash, in the metro area, and uh, Ken, once he decided he wanted to write these books, he went back to MTSU and took classes in criminal justice, just so he would have a better background and understanding to write these books.
1: And I know you guys have a lot of local authors who come to the library to speak uh, what we a- almost every month it seems like you've got <laughs> you've had a lot.
4: Um they do signings. Carol Gaddis uh, organizes all of that. Sometimes we also have little receptions and and things. Uh, last year we did one for um uh, June McCash when her newest book came out and she's been a life member for many many years and we had a nice little reception for her but yes you know we have so much talent in the Middle Tennessee area and so it's it's easy to ask people to come because you know they don't have to travel to to come and do these things and so we really want to tap into our local talent and bring in authors sometimes people may know these people but they didn't know they were authors so and
1: and, you know it's also a good opportunity i know for future writers to kind of learn more about writing and the fact that they can get into it they can become an author
4: yes and our pen pal program which was in late september and october this is where uh, uh uh children or youth author comes and speaks to those groups of children or or young people and she specifically her name was abby Roser, and she went to six different elementary school not elementary it was middle school school. i'm sorry six middle schools in in the area and spoke about how to be an author and the kinds of things you go through and uh, she was wonderful and really inspired a lot of these middle school children. She also did a, a, a program at the library as well.
1: And again, all of this, uh, if you want to be a part of it, if you want to be a part of Friends of the Library System, how do they learn more about that in
4: particular? Well there we have a page on the, uh, on the um, what am I trying to say on the website the Redford County Library System website and you can go to support groups and then we have a tab and it gives all sorts of information about us. We also have a Facebook page where we are posting information and just funny things about books and libraries and um, informational things about programs going on at library, at Lineball. So all you have to do is like our page Friends of Lineball Library to learn more information there. And then they have uh, membership um uh, paperwork at the desk at the at I think all the branches that we support have this paperwork and we have brochures now we're in the process of getting new brochures printed right now because we have something that uh, a new program, and I don't know if Rita has talked about, talked about...
2: Uh, Burl happening. and Carol were here, I believe, last month, maybe, to talk about, about... our new library. New bookstore uh, that will yes, be actually in Line Ball on yes. the first floor.
4: And so we're a little behind on putting our brochures because we want to have that information intact, but we're going to be having our soft opening for members February 11th, and our grand opening for the public on February 18th. The soft opening will be from from 10 to noon, and the grand opening will be from 9 to 1. And we will have regular hours most days, and uh, will be open on the third Saturday of every month uh, from 9, 9 till 1. So we hope to have lots and lots of people come. You don't have to wait until just once a month to buy books from the friends anymore. You can come in just about every day, and there will be a time when you can come and, and buy books. And, and our same inexpensive prices. We have the best book prices, I think, anywhere.
2: That's right. And if you want to volunteer to work in the bookstore, who should they contact, Sandra?
4: Uh, they should contact... Um, they should contact our president, Bro. Beasley, or our um, our bookstore chairman, who is Linda Vile. And I do not have their email addresses, but we have a friends address, uh, F O L L in the Borough at gmail dot com, and they can email that address and, and get and get all sorts of information about membership and the bookstore and the author luncheon so it's f o l l n the borough, b o r o gmail.com
1: now when you walk into the library the lineball library where is this new bookstore going to be
2: you go straight across you'll yes. when you walk in the door just keep going straight and you'll see some office panels and a door and there'll be a sign on the door and
1: very Sonage cool, and, and, and money raised through that bookstore, it goes to help out different programs within the library system.
4: Right. Absolutely, that's our mission, and we have to use a, a, a pretty big chunk of it just for to support the library, and we have exceeded that this year. Yeah, it's, they now, just,
2: at last week's meeting, they approved over $6,000 worth of things for oh, us. wow. Yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs> that was one and month, <laughs> and that's gotten to. It's gotten to be where it's not all that unusual, right? The bulk of that does come from our book sales and our sales of our uh, on our eBay store.
1: That sounds great. Again, Sandra Pinalt has been with us this morning. Also, Rita Shacklett, director of the Rutherford County Library System, and we're pretty much out of time because next we have got a segment to air that was recorded at the library. It was recorded at and the tech center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we will hear. We'll hear all kinds of stuff, uh, new things <laughs> happening and uh, new technology. We'll talk right. more about that in just a second. Again, thank you, Sandra. Thank you for joining us this morning.
4: Thank you, Scott. I always enjoy coming and talking about the library anywhere, any place, anytime.
1: <laughs> Sounds great. Well, thanks again. Thank you. And uh, uh, Rita, uh, thank you for joining us. And I guess here in just a second, we're going to hear even more. That's right. Stay with us. Time right now, 842. We'll check on the traffic situation right now.
5: Good morning. We still see this heavy traffic volume out here on 24 westbound and through the Hickory Hollow area as you continue towards Nashville. It's a little bit busy over here on 840 as well as you make your way towards Ellinville Road, towards Williamson County. Lots of radar up and down 840 in Williamson County this morning. Nash Painting services all of Middle Tennessee. These guys are absolutely the best. I've personally known them now for about 10 years. You can call Nash Painting at area code 615-829-6858. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic
0: look up in the sky there it is the tallest tower in murfreesboro this is wgns fm am and worldwide at WGNSRadio.com.
6: hello and happy new year from the rutherford county library system this is amanda bringing you library news and events from our five branches around the county and what's going on at your library system Rutherford County Library System is pleased to announce the availability of the Canopy Streaming Service for all RCLS cardholders in 2023. Due to the generous support of Friends of Limeball Library, you can now access Canopy, the best video streaming service for quality and thoughtful entertainment through your library system. To enjoy the diverse collection of films, documentaries, and TV shows, sign up at the Canopy website, download the app, and log in, all for free. All you need is your Rutherford County Library card number. The American Library Association supports Iranian colleagues and the people of Iran in their efforts for human rights, including women's rights and freedom of speech and expression. The ALA has adopted into its policies Article 19 of the United Nations Declaration of Human Rights, which states, Everyone has the right to freedom of opinion and expression. This right includes freedom to hold opinions without interference and to seek, receive, and impart information and ideas through any media regardless of frontiers. The ALA expresses its solidarity with librarians, teachers, and others in the women-led uprising in Iran for human rights in which hundreds have died and thousands have been detained. The ALA includes Encourages members to provide educational materials and other resources and tools to raise awareness in their communities of the current situation in Iran and to combat misinformation. For more information, visit ALA.org. Now let's hear from Lineball Youth Services. Hello, this is
7: Katie Turner, Youth Services Coordinator at Lineball Public Library.
6: And this is Emily Garrett,
7: Youth Services Assistant at Lineball. Travel the globe with us in our all-ages story times every Tuesday and Wednesday at 10 a.m. Each week we feature stories and songs from a different country. We start our travels through Asia in January. Our Littlest
8: patrons can join in the fun every Thursday at 10am for Itty Bitty Storytimes.
7: Our Friday Family Films also loosely follow our storytime travels around the world. Our next Friday Family Film will be on January 27 at 3pm. We're not allowed to advertise the title, but it's about two sisters and their lovable snowman friend. We invite our homeschool
8: families to join us at Linebaugh on the second Monday of each month for our new series of Library 101. Learn how to navigate the library, care for books, and use our digital resources.
7: Do you have a child who is a struggling or new reader? Does your child love to read out loud? Does your child love dogs? We have the perfect opportunity for you here at Linebaugh. Call to register to read to Stevie or General, trained reading education assistance dogs. The dogs love to listen to children read while being petted and cuddled,
8: for our tweens and teens, make sure to sign up for our YA book bundles. Sign up online or at Limeball with your preferences and interests, and then pick up your curated book bag starting January 23rd.
7: And in February, don't miss the next tween and teen interactive movie on Saturday, February 18th at 2 p.m.
8: All of Limeball's clubs have resumed their regular meetings. The Youth Magic Club, Lego Junior Club, Girls Who Code Club, and Reading Pause program can all be found on our website
7: calendar or on our Library System's Facebook page. For more information about any of Linebaugh Library's programs, please contact 615-893-4131, extension 114, visit our Youth Services page at rclstn.org, or follow us for all of our events on the RCLS Facebook page. We hope to see you
9: soon at Linebaugh! Do you attend a virtual class or host Zoom meetings? Want to change from working from home? Perhaps you need to meet up to sign some documents? Many of the RCLS branch libraries have meeting rooms that are free for public use. Visit our website to schedule a time in a meeting room that fits your needs. The maximum capacities and descriptions of amenities are listed on the website as well, allowing you to pick the space that works best for you. So whether you need a quiet place to study or a new location for your scout troop, RCLS is here to help. All you need is your library card.
8: Hello, this is Mindy Barrett, Branch Supervisor at MGL Library, hoping you've had a great start to 2023. The new year brings some new programming to our library, and we hope you will join us. Mark your calendars every Tuesday to come read with Lucas, a reading education assistance dog. Starting January 18th, we will offer Girls Who Code here at MGL Library. This program is designed for students ages 8 and up, and will be every Wednesday at 3 o'clock. MGL's Book Club is back with a twist. Join us virtually the last Thursday of every month at 7 for Short and Sweet Book Club. This club will focus on discussing short stories for those who prefer to discuss quick reads from a variety of different genres. On February 4th, we will be participating in the Community Baby Shower being held at Patterson Park Community Center from 10 to 1. Stop by our booth and say hello. Information on all of these new programs, as well as our favorites including Storytime, Books and Brushstrokes, and Who's Got Popcorn Film Club, are all available on our website rclstn.org. We're broadcasting from the Middle Tennessee
3: Electric Studios. MTE supplies power to the station's 328-foot tower in downtown Murfreesboro. Middle Tennessee Electric, serving to make life better since 1936.
5: This winter, resolve to read. Limeball Public Library will hold the fourth annual Harry Nelson Memorial Adult Winter Reading Program from January 22nd through March the 4th. How that works is, patrons are challenged to meet a goal of reading and reviewing at least six books over the course of that program. That's six books in six weeks, or a book a week. You turn in your review each week, all formats are accepted, and they count toward the goal of six books. Any genre you want, except for the easy readers, because it is an adult winter reading program. Each week, one review will be randomly selected, and that person will receive a free book. At the conclusion of the program, every person who has met the goal of reading their six books will be awarded a gift card from Simply Pure Sweets. And finally, one person who completes all six reviews will be randomly selected to receive a grand prize. And this year, it's a hundred and fifty-dollar gift card from the Alley on Maine. The name of the winner will also be engraved on a plaque that's displayed in the library all year long. The 2023 fourth annual Harry Nelson Memorial Adult Winter Reading Program is sponsored by the Friends of Limeball Library.
10: This is Carol Gaddis here to share with you some of the upcoming events at Limeball Public Library. The monthly portrait drawing class has changed from uninstructed to instructed. Facilitator and artist Mary May will now demonstrate a method to start your drawing and help you learn how to work toward finishing your next portrait using a live model as reference. The portrait drawing class at Limeball is Friday, February 3rd from 9.30 a.m. until noon. There is a $25 fee for this class and registration is needed. Visit our program calendar at rclstn.org to sign up today. Local author S.J. Boyce will be signing and selling copies of her book, The Other Side of a Murder, on Saturday, February 11th from 10 a.m. until 1 p.m. Don't miss a chance to visit with this author and get an autographed copy of her book. There are so many great groups that meet at Lineball each month. Check our online calendar at rclstn.org to see everything that's happening and make the time to get involved. We have so many ways to explore, imagine, and engage at Lineball Public Library. Rutherford County Library System is pleased to announce the availability of Canopy streaming service for all RCLS cardholders in 2023. Due to the generous support of Friends of Limbaugh Library. You can access Canopy, the best streaming service for quality, thoughtful entertainment through our library system. To enjoy their diverse collection of films, visit Canopy.com. That's K-A-N-O-P-Y.com. Or download the Canopy app. An email and password will be required to get an account set up. Then all you will need is your Rutherford County Library System card number to access thousands of movies.
9: Hi there, it's Kathleen Tyree, branch manager of the Technology Engagement Center, the digital branch of the Rutherford County Library System. We are located at 306 Minerva Drive in Murfreesboro, next to Hopgood Elementary School. The February theme for our Monday Story Time is "Love Your Library." All stories will focus on how you can interact with our very unique library branch. We are now meeting at both 11.30 a.m. and 3.30 p.m. on Mondays for flexibility for the after-school crowd. We heart science at the TEC. We'll be creating STEM Valentines and playing with light and shadows for our February Tiny and Tinker Tech meetings. We hope you join us for some hands-on STEAM fun. Details for these events will be on the RCLS website calendar, and posted to all social media. Remember that these programs are free and open to the public and no pre-registration is required. New! we now have events for teens at the Tech. There's a Crafty Teen Club meeting for the very first time on January 19th. We'll have expressive crafting as well as conversation. Pre-registration is required for this event so please re- visit our website and sign up for the fun. We're also starting up a homeschool STEAM group for teens and tweens. Visit rclstn.org for more details. Our first Kids Maker event was such a hit that we're doing it again. Pre registration is open through our online calendar. Did you know that you can sign up for our makerspace orientations directly through the events calendar on our website? Come on out and learn something new! Crafty minds meet at the Tech Adult Maker Group to share ideas and socialize. Bring a project along to show off, or we may have a craft or speaker prepared. We hope to see you there.
6: The Rutherford County Library System comprises six branches and a bookmobile throughout Rutherford County, including Murfreesboro, Smyrna, Eagleville, Patterson Park, the Technology Engagement Center, and the newly opened Historical Research Center. And remember, all RCLS events are free and open to the public unless otherwise stated. Please check our calendar at rclstn.org and social media for a full list of virtual and in-person programming and events. For a list of everything heard here today, and for more information, please call 615-893-4131 or visit rclstn.org.
1: Right now that time, 855, you're tuned to WGNS Murfreesboro. Well, we've been talking about the Rutherford County Library System throughout the morning on the Action Line, and now we are headed to the new indoor soccer arena where we talk to Murfreesboro Parks and Rec Director Nate Williams and take a tour of that brand-new indoor soccer arena that is close to the VA Medical Center.
0: The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. We're at the
1: brand new, soon to open, indoor soccer arena here in Murfreesboro, and we're talking to Murfreesboro Parks and Rec Director, Nate Williams. When is it actually going to open?
11: Yeah, we're excited, Scott. We're looking right at the beginning of February. We still have some things we've got to do around here to get it ready for the public to use.
1: And walking around, it's a cool turf that feels a little different.
11: feels just a little bit different, but it, it surprised you. If you were to go walk on one of our natural turf fields, it would be you know, very similar. We use that type of Bermuda grass. This is what this turf is designed to do, is mimic that the way you can run on it, turn. So when players are out here for various sports, they can wear the same cleats that they wear on regular grass.
1: Now in the summertime, whenever it gets to be hundred degrees outside, you've got fans in here and you also have ventilation on either side. So how warm will it be inside of here when it's hundred outside?
11: Good. be over 20 degrees cooler inside and you get uh, approximately the same thing in the winter so we're standing here right now it's about 31 32 and i think inside it's about 54 degrees so that's what we get the benefit of and the playability and it just speaks to the whole project we've transitioned eight of our fields into synthetic turf, then we've created this. So what we've done is increased capacity. And that's something that has been critical for us to bring in these large tournaments and then serve the community here in Murfreesboro as well. You know, each one of these tournaments that we have that comes in, is a huge economic impact for our community. They stay at hotels and shop at our stores and eat at our restaurants. Uh, Something like this is very unique and we're lucky as a community to have a council that bought into the vision of what this could look like and really sets Murfreesboro apart yet again and the types of facilities that we're able to offer to the community.
1: So walk us over to where you would turn on the fans during the summertime and, and tell us a little bit more about that system and how it works.
11: Yeah, so it's a, an exhaust fan system in combination uh, with six industrial fans that push air either up or down from about 75 feet in the air. We turned them on just a little bit ago. You could feel the amount of air it pushes and that capacity, like we said, just to increase playability in the summer in July and August and September just increases what we can do and the types of
1: programs and events that we can offer. So in the summertime when it starts to get really hot outside, do you would turn these fans on? We would turn them on when the field's being used um, when there's
11: you know athletes in here or any type of activity the other thing that we get with this facility it doesn't have to be just soccer we can do different types of events and activities different kinds of sports and it really just creates just a very versatile building that we can use for various types of events
1: there's a lot of switches there
11: yeah you ready so we're going to turn all of these on
1: For those listening what we're looking at is this great big panel and on the panel there's multiple switches and each switch goes to a different fan. Nate's turning each fan on one by one.
11: So this is our exhaust system that gets the hot air that rises and it pushes it out so the cool air can stay uh, by turning on these six fans that have a width of about 24 feet total. and that's how we keep it nice and cool. On a day like this, we don't need it to be really cool because it's just sucking in all that really cold air.
1: While it sounds like it's loud, I'm sure when this place is filled with people, it's just going to be white noise in the background. You probably won't even notice it.
11: Yeah, you'll be able to communicate players on the field or if we're having an event, you'll be able to have a normal conversation like you would outside. How efficient is this? There's no HVAC system like a typical HVAC system. So uh, it's a little bit less than what a typical building, 110,000 square feet. It's significantly less to cool it down the way we're doing than any type of regular system with the fans and just pushing air through. And all the lighting is LED lighting. It's a better playing light and it helps the the participants on the field.
1: And it also helps on energy savings as well. And you were talking about how inexpensive this building is. You know, you've got new homes that are being built for $200 a square foot but this is nowhere close to that price
11: it's not this is a steel structure with what they call a fabric over top and you look at it and it looks like tarp but it's not it's something that you couldn't rip it with your hands if you wanted to it can hold the weight of a car on the roof if we wanted to it's really an amazing product
1: and then the garage door i guess you could literally drive a fire truck in here
11: absolutely you can drive just about anything in here yeah it's a big door we'll uh, use that to bring goals in and out and change things out we could bring in a stage if we needed to and that type of stuff
1: Once it's open, how does a soccer team go about using this facility if they want to?
11: We got rental rates and Scott. It doesn't have to be just a soccer team. It could be for somebody wanting to do different types of training. Primarily, uh, it will be soccer. It's designed to be a soccer facility. I'm sure we'll book that up, but if we're thinking long term. We'll be doing programs in here. We'll be doing some wellness stuff. What we're doing right now at this moment is we're talking with our partner, which is the Tennessee State Soccer Association, and talking about how they might be able to use it. You know, our whole goal with this project is really to make Murfreesboro a destination for soccer development. They're helping us make that come to fruition. If somebody wants to rent it in the future, once we can kind of get that schedule rolled out, they can just call our athletics office at 907-2251, and we can walk them through that process.
1: Is this the first one of its kind
11: here in Tennessee? Yeah, this is really a -a one-of-a-kind facility, especially in the southeast right now of the United States. So there's some smaller facilities, but this is by and far the biggest one anywhere close to the Middle Tennessee area.
1: And it's really quiet inside. I mean, you don't hear a lot of cars passing because Highway 231 is maybe 100 yards from here, and it's quiet in here.
11: It is quiet. That's what makes this building so versatile. This is a great place for teaching and coaching. And then also to be able to do music events, to do anything. Today's a great contrast. You know, today's the 13th of January and it's snowing outside. And we were standing outside for about five minutes before and it's pretty uncomfortable to stand out there. But, you know, we've been in here for half an hour and uh, I would say it's very comfortable. And that was really the intention of this building is just to make it where we can keep this facility open, even with any type of weather, heat, cold, anything.
1: On the netting that goes all the way around the field itself, how is that held together? Because it looks like there's weights at the bottom.
11: It's a a great product. It's knitted all together all the way around with emergency accesses. And it's also uh, in combination with our padding on our beams. It's designed to keep anybody running in here safe from running straight into the building. It also protects the building from the thousands of soccer balls that'll be kicked towards the goals they don't all go in, so it'll protect our investment here.
1: We've been talking with Murfreesboro Parks and Rec Director Nate Williams and taking a tour of the brand new indoor soccer arena that will soon be open to the public near the VA hospital off of Highway 231. For WGNS News, I'm Scott Walker.